0: Welcome to another edition of Spocklight. Uh, Today, we're doing Spotlight of the Movies, and we are joined by a special guest. Uh, But before I get to him, I'll just introduce my normal co host, Matt.
1: Hello.
0: And Paul. Hello. But we've also got Nick DeSemlin here. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, guys. I'm
2: good. Thank you for having me on.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? I
2: am a features editor at Empire Magazine, where I've been for almost 15 years, which is a terrifying thought. And uh, what do I do? Not that much. I I write stuff and uh, yeah. Pouch Shazam fires. Watch inner space. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Deal with Shazam catastrophe. Is that the only. Job just to,
0: just watch inner space on loop. I am the
2: inner space. Inner space.
0: <laughs> they were like, that's how the job was advertised. We need someone <laughs> to cover inner space. We the nine eight seven Joe Donkey. We haven't
1: reviewed this yet. We it
3: out, um, <laughs> so, well, we now did. we all know why it died a death. Nobody was reviewing it round the clock. <laughs> 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 to it. watch it. it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not just uh, uh, features, features editor at Umpire You're on job. You also are writing a book. Is that
2: right? <laughs> yes, that is correct. Which I never shut up about So thank you for giving me a prompt But yeah, I have written a book Which is out in uh, May Which I'm very excited about It's called Wild and Crazy Guys And it's about the comedy stars of the 1980s So it's Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, John Candy And the, Martin Short, of course And Martin Short, yeah He's he's um, he's not one of the main players in the book But we talk about He's not <laughs> yeah, He's not. He was kind of a little bit after that first wave of the Index, place, Short, Martin, Page 387. <laughs> <is> one mention. He <laughs> you, you get some mentions. So I, I interviewed him. Um, I did a free Amigos reunion a few years ago. Oh, gosh. maybe the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And getting those guys together. And in their outfits again. Yeah. Martin Short was amazing. This was huge. Bringing back Free Amigos—it was like bringing back Star Wars. You went, <laughs> was, it, was it really hard? Get them all together in the same room. I couldn't believe how easy it was, honestly, because this yeah. was just a mad idea. I love the Free Amigos, yeah. and so I emailed Steve Martin's publicist. Normally, these things are nightmarishly complicated and take a lot of convincing of various people, but I emailed Steve Martin's publicist, uh, expecting it to be like a no or just ignored email. But it was Steve Martin himself, like, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like one hard times, like, you've caught Steve Martin. Um, <laughs> the guy came back and he was like. Steve is in. Like within half an hour, he said Steve is in, and he's rung Chevy and Marty, and they're both in. Oh, so um, the three of them will get on still. That's the three of them still, are still still they're still podcast. amigos. And um, yeah, well that's maybe for another podcast. But that was a lot of fun. But he was great, mind you. He was um, he was the last to arrive, and he texted Steve mine and told him he'd got lost, <laughs> but he hadn't. He was actually <laughs> <that> hiding, <high laughs> <laughs> and he actually was there, and he popped out and jumped on him, and it was just great. Amazing. So is this like an overview of? 80s films from the point of view of those big comedians as they came up? Yeah, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if you guys know the book Easy Rider's Raging Balls. Yes, we do. I love that book and I thought you know this book should exist for the comedy guys in the 80s because they're all like huge characters like wild and crazy guys um, and so it follows the Saturday Night Live pack and the SCTV Canadian guys and um, yeah it was fun to write it was it was quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of research and stuff but yeah
1: because the 80s were kind of skipped over those books weren't yeah. they because these Rise Rose Rage and Bortles kind of 60s 70s new ones. it's like yeah, 69 to ages, 80 90s. I think there's an
3: epilogue just saying Don Simpson and Jerry Brookham ruined the <laughs> well <What? laughs> and then it's like and then going down the pictures picks up in the nineties where it's like thank god the eighties are over.
2: <laughs> I think the eighties get a lot of they get short shrift. Yeah, they really of it is it. Yeah, and especially the comedies. But um, interesting, Tarantino is a massive fan of of eighties comedies, Doctor Detroit and stuff, and apparently quotes that on his sets all the time. <laughs> <Very easy. laughs> But um, I love those movies and In A Space is definitely in that in that kind of niche for me. Um, mostly because I'm not sure, but it's just a very funny film. Yeah.
1: yeah, I only saw this for the first time maybe a year ago when I was like deathly ill around Paul's house and he kind of put it on as like the comfort film and lie on the couch like dying. and I think it cured me. So <laughs>
3: well, It was also my first watch I think in full in my entire life. Oh, really? I had I remembered like the injection in the butt like, yeah. you know, when I was probably eight. That <laughs> um, but that was kind of i knew that i remember that bit and i remember some of uh, dennis quay sitting pretty much doing the entire film in one set uh but yeah it was um, that's my own memory so putting it back on i think we were on a bit of a dante like fest mm. at that time we were just gonna think i'd rewatch the burbs and i was just like anymore and uh so yeah inner space turned out to be quite and so surprising like for us because we
1: we had no idea like how adult it was for pg as well at times um, yeah it really is the epitome of a certain type of comedy film 80s comedy film that we'll obviously touch on but it really wraps it all up together I think in a way that not many did then and especially not now I think Mm (laughs) I wasn't watching it Ill Because it's quite a trippy film Oh man I, I just like with, with it. the faces <laughs> Yeah I can't I don't mean, know if that helped Or if that helped me Come out of the fever Or make me think <laughs> I was seeing yeah. Like this isn't happening Right now right <laughs> But Well, no, well he says Protect <laughs> us from Satan <laughs> Like you
3: yeah, know He's crossing himself <laughs> Just
1: more and more stuff Gets ladled into it And just run with it And it is a very Like Looney Tunes-y uh, Experience So I recommend, recommend. <laughs> Yeah but
3: I think it's like With Dante You know You know That wacky humour Is going to present at some point But it does play it quite straight For a good 40 minutes yeah, he, you know, I think with the arrival of the cowboy, things start to go a bit the
2: order from that point on, isn't it? The cowboy. So does Inner Space get a mention in the book? It does actually. Okay. Um, um, only kind of in passing. Uh, only because Steve Martin mentions it in, uh, in a quote. I think. All oh, right. He was uh, having a bit of a sort of dry period at the end of the 80s and nothing he was making was really connecting um, and he was writing Roxanne and I think he, he mentioned Inner Space as being, you know, his, his contemporaries were making all these big action movies, special effects movies, and he was making a, a film about a guy with a massive nose, so he was <laughs> quite paranoid that it wasn't going to work, but it did.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I think it's no spoiler to say this film worked for all of us, I would imagine. Um, So this is Inner Space, 1987, directed by Joe Dante. The Star Trek connection is Robert Picardo, although that's the Star Trek connection we're concentrating on, who, of course, played the Doctor in seven years of Star Trek Voyager. But this has got a few other Star Trek connections. So, scored by Jerry Goldsmith and the director of photography, also, the DOP of Star Trek V Final Frontier, Andrew Laslai. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there's a couple of big ones We've straight away. Have more, you got a couple oh, of more? Oh, you've
1: got one. some more no, out your sleeve. Okay, sleep. okay they, go on. The wouldn't have worked on their own because they're only guest <laughs> stars. Okay. But uh, four other people guest starred in DS9 who are in this film.
0: Wow. You uh, went deep on your
1: research. I on went this deep. I'm oh, oh, impressed by this. <laughs> <you. laughs> I'm going to
2: say, this is more research
1: than any. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, well, it was just an i trivia. But it was right there. Right <laughs> right at the moment, uh, Henry Gibson, Dick Miller, and Martin and William Shulhart uh, okay he, did, he did know that? That?
3: Well, it was in DS9 okay. I guess so
1: yeah. And Gibson was in
0: Star Trek as well Henry Gibson, yeah Well, because I was going to say well, I, The thing I recognise Henry Gibson from Was, of course Head Nazi In yeah, Blues, Blues Brothers, Brothers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Really recognisable face I mean, I, I love Blues Brothers I, I hope Blues Brothers Gets a yeah, It's a about. chapter Yeah, oh, a chapter Well, oh, oh, yes. yes. rightfully so
1: <laughs>
0: Literally, for some reason Ackroyd was just ruling my life Early 80s Blues Brothers And Ghostbusters Two trading of my favorite films, Trading Places. I, I, I do like Trading Places a lot as well, but not quite the same amount as I love those other two. And I'm not really a great lover of watching films repeatedly, mm. but Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters I can watch anytime. Mm. like just any time, absolutely amazing. You
3: gotta wonder what the Lynch. Film, I mean, just to a kind a sidebar, but the thing that was raining him in, because both of those scripts are like the phone book apparently, but they turn out at like a, a you know reasonable like running times. There's victory Ghostbusters like a hundred minutes yeah but yet like when that's, he's um, when he's let loose and it's like a solo Ackroyd credit. nothing but trouble nothing but trouble and Ghostbusters <laughs> 2000 this is what we get so it's just like what, the,
0: what happened which one's nothing but
3: trouble that's 91 like with I think it's been a how did this get made
1: oh. Yeah. right <laughs> okay you've got to wonder about the uh, continued presence of his Ghostbusters 3 script as well it's never mm-hmm.
3: come yeah oh yeah I know it's in hell but development hell
2: (laughs) (laughs) not to to, uh, name drop again but I I got to interview Ackroyd for the the reboot Ghostbusters a couple of years ago, and uh, he talked about Ghostbusters three scripts and said there was a character based on Donald Trump that was going to be played by Alec Baldwin in Ghostbusters three, <laughs> which was so he sort of preemt he sort of predicted. Yeah, because when did uh, he start writing Ghostbusters three? Like oh, mid nineties. A long
0: time. Oh yeah, long yeah. straight like pretty much straight I after, think,
2: I wasn't think it? Straight was
0: after think, two. I think it's mid nineties. In my I read a lot of that I think it was like mid nineties.
2: Right.
3: like the effects were starting to catch up to his grand vision of New York being sucked it wholesale whole, whole
2: yeah. into another dimension. Yeah. Um, so it sounds great Like they were going to be able to like, press a button and go between dimensions so mm. it would be like New York the hell. but hell right. at the same time but if you played the video game it pretty much is that script uh,
0: yeah the video game you see I think you said before yeah. is is literally it basically with the voices as well yeah, yeah 791 yeah, yeah. And, uh, shame I don't play video games isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game yeah I oh, really sure. came back and did the voice though. yeah I know I mean I, it's one of those things where like it's completely off piece but it's just that but you suck at video games So much you never get <laughs> yeah, well, that's, okay. a, that's the problem In terms of, I, I would never be able To actually enjoy the story And get to the end And like see I'd just be stuck At level just, 1 Bashing into walls the tutorial goes <laughs> <and laughs> <we're like, "Whoa." laughs> Okay so Inner space, inspired by Fantastic Voyage. Apparently, of any of you seen in Fantastic Voyage.
2: Yes. Nick, cover Fantastic Voyage quickly. Slimy, it's been a while, but yeah, they've been trying to reboot that for ages. James Cameron was going to do it. Oh, it will never fucking do Short that. No, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, Sean Levy was going to do it for a long time, but yeah, it's like the classic miniaturisation. Hollywood fantasy epic. Unless that's what Avatar Four is gonna be. Miniaturisation. So we got Little Underwater, perhaps. Yeah. I firmly believe Avatar Four is just gonna be a massive spaceship that's taking everyone to like Mars for real or something. (laughs) That's not a film. You experience Um, Avatar Four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but gosh, I can't really remember the details of it, but it's well, like a team of scientists that go inside a human body. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's, it's kind like of classic fifties B movie. Sixty six, I think. think. Sixty six,
2: yeah. It's more. Um, it's not Disney, is it? No, it's more um, it like the inside of the body is more sort of trippy and lava lampy. And this is <laughs> Yeah, this
3: is almost excruciatingly real looking it's at times. Too real.
2: Yeah, it's too real. Yeah, yeah, no, very
0: true. Yeah. The effects, like that really Oscar winning. Thing. Yeah, Joe Dante's only Oscar. Uh, for yeah I know I was like I mean to be honest am I surprised it's kind of like because Dante is really in general a genre director and certainly at that time his heyday like th- these are not films getting recognised for the major kind of Oscar awards kind of thing or anything like that which is a great shame No, I it, think it's, it's excellent at this kind
3: of thing isn't he and it should, yeah, it's just it's harder to pull off something
0: like matinee you know tonally yeah.
3: there's I don't know if you could pull that off I don't think to- but, yeah I mean matinee is like a really
0: unique movie yeah. and, uh, very much so.
3: Criminally underseen much like Inner Space I think I think it maybe got a little bit of airplay in BBC One in the 90s you know but it, um, people didn't turn up to this film and it base relief why and I think it you know we we'll go into that in a little bit probably some of the, why we think it maybe didn't take off the way it did but you've got Steven Spielberg presents the first thing that comes up in the guy's funk <laughs> you know
0: yeah <laughs> I mean it's it's a great shame I mean Dante actually said that he thought this discovered its audience on VHS um, which to be honest is probably where I first saw it I certainly have very vivid memories of the VHS cover in the Video shop. I mean, this is the thing we're all children of the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just checking. Um, yeah. But that's the thing, we all grew up in a similar era, and you know, we're kind of the last generation of the video shop era in a way. Like, and so there are certain films from this time which I just always very, very memories of the VHS cover in the video shop, and Inner Space is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's quite on with his handout like that. I think, uh, like, and it's got, it's kind of got all three of the characters. It's not the, um, not the one, not the poster where it's like, fingers, a, no, 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 or no, no. no, no, no. Or the one where Michael Short's kind of floating no, in his head. No, no, it's not that one either. It's a third one. 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 Okay. It's different. It. So we've got to track it down. Okay. We'll post it on the Insta feed <laughs> yeah. or something it's like, it's
3: like that. Posts. It's very difficult to kind of the couch in a poster, this one, because, you know, they're all going to be different sizes. It just... I've never seen one that really captures sort of the
2: what it's about. Perhaps yeah, I saw, just saw a quote from Joe Dante complaining about, the, the he's, he thinks the marketing sunk the film, mm. and he said there was a poster release where it was like a thumb with a little spaceship on the end of the thumb, yeah. and he so said everyone got confused by it and was like why is it a film about thumb? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, could be good. And only one thumb, not two thumbs up. This is what we
1: do. Siskel <laughs> 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 didn't like it. It's one of those films with a really simple premise at its cool. But yeah, like you say, it's hard to kinda of nail down because I didn't I didn't know, really. I knew there was a Dante film called In the Space and I thought, is it actual space? I mean the title's kind of a pun and all that, but I didn't know it was a shrinky film until not long ago. Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants to make history. Supermarket clerk Jack Putter. Needs a vacation Sir, I'm Jack,
2: you're late, that's not good You know it's coupon day
1: Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized Placed into this needle And then injected into this rabbit Rock and roll But something went wrong And Tuck's about to get a new destination
0: (laughs) Inside
1: Jack Putter
0: I'm not a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed!
1: Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. With Tuck on his side. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner Space.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about the mall by the way sorry at some point yeah, no mate go, go right in that is the world's creepiest mall like, <laughs> yeah. what is going on did you guys notice all the weird stuff going on there's, the mall? A certain, there's a lot of like people like, in clown class, made juggler. juggler yeah, yeah, yeah
1: there
3: was a it juggler. just ha- feels like he's still in his like you know weird dream at the beginning where he yeah. was like,
2: having premonition was, yeah. like, it was like 60% clowns though right <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's what I was hallucinating there's like jugglers clowns like just, just carnival it, it felt like a Fellini movie
1: like there was something going on In that mall And then you've so. got that Henchman tracking him down And it, it, took me, it, took, it takes me a while To realise There's something up With his hand And then suddenly he's Firing bullets out of And you're like Oh it's a robot gun hand Alright <laughs> i just watched Someone shrink down I can take this
0: Yeah it is a film Isn't it Where sometimes I must admit like, I, I like this movie And it, the central conceit I think is amazing But occasionally There are certain things That come up That I'm just kind of like it, You don't Quite hundred percent believe it in this world, and this is a film where Dennis Quaid gets shunk down and put inside Martin Short's body. Like and th- 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 there's still home. other parts that I'm going kind of like, eh. like the whole thing with Robert Picardo and his Martin Short's face being kind of like distorted into his face. I was kind of like, how is this happening? I what's, think they're
3: taking it? a risk. They're rolling the dice with like your suspension of disbelief at that moment. I think, yeah, and that really is the moment.
1: they're like,
0: yeah, I like, can mm-hmm. take my word
3: for it.
1: will just you know
0: yeah. Electrify certain muscles In your face and we can rejig everything it's like- Yeah I mean I rewound To hear that, uh, that Explanation <laughs> again Because I was just Kind of like so Let me just uh, Hear the science <laughs> were, they, were
2: they planning To do
0: that to the rabbit Like what was the game Into a
3: chicken or something. I
2: don't know it, it was a
3: very big Manual that Thanks Craig Was looking at so like, And <laughs> you know, like I think They get away with Because he says Like oh it's Too much to explain You know I don't Half Understand it Myself You know So you kind of Go oh <laughs> it, it is crazy Within the world What I was What I was wondering Is like uh, The pest would have a massive issue with this film now because we now know from Marshall's reactions that being ocularly connected really fucking hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And so the, the rabbit would feel things in the experiment mm. severely so perhaps that's like in, in retrospect it's kind of like oh it's dodgy
0: yeah i must admit when that happened i was like whoa what's what's this like is this what you were planning to do to... bugs was gonna because have a real awful time is, is it just me <laughs> he was
2: gonna get bugs drunk
0: <laughs> uh, oh yeah i mean yeah we get a bit of uh bugs bunny earlier on little uh foreshadowing of Looney teams back in action yeah. Uh, like, Jones is in this film. Yeah, yeah 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 i saw that as well like uh but Lee Teen's back in action you a fan?
2: No. You're not? I like the bit in the art gallery. I like the stuff in the paintings. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And Timothy Dorn, Steve Martin, uh, Tim Fidon. There's good stuff, but <laughs> yeah. no, I wouldn't watch it. Oh, okay. I'm in a rush, I'll go to YouTube. Watch I think we're
3: apologists for it, aren't we? Well, no, I think I, I, I stumbled across it like, and kind of enjoyed it, like, the first thing, and I don't think I've gone back to it, but they were like, things I really enjoyed. Like,
0: yeah, definitely. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, it's a
3: bit... Little little bits,
0: yeah. That deserves a sequel more than Space Jam,
3: but
0: I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't, well, you, but yeah, it's funny watching it again because I haven't seen this since I was a kid. And I, I was saying earlier that I'm not hugely into rewatching films loads of times, um, not often anyway. Um, but when I was a kid, obviously it's different. I think you know, it, children always rewatch films loads and loads of times. So I think I saw this about three times as a kid. Like six videos. Yeah, yeah.
3: Ex- exactly, yeah, like, exactly. Was this all in the same rental just to get you <laughs> yeah, <amazing>? yeah, like, <laughs>
0: but, but, Mate, I did do that in <laughs> <laughs> the sense of like I would rent a video. Oh, show these guys. And they literally watch it three times in a row. Like, did you not ever do that? No. They, I think... What what are things that I watched, like, three times
1: in a
3: row? I think, I think later on, I would probably put it through twice because I was copying it the second time. Like,
0: you know. Yeah, but I mean, well, taught old-school VHS. Like, I'm pretty sure one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies, maybe Lethal Weapon 3. Um, but, yeah, no, the thing I remember really well and actually struck me again watching it this time round is when watching this film Dennis Quaid is inside of Martin Shaw and kind of firing all types of things into him and stuff like that and ripping bits of him open like oh, it, literally I feel it in it, there it, it's too like you say it's too realistic the special yeah. effects are so so good the recreation of the inside of the body when he's doing I'm just like what the fuck are you doing mate
2: you're it's like, setting, yeah. like it literally nice.
0: destroying his insides and also
3: yeah, Dennis Quaid is a drunkard he's not like a physician well. like, he's slicing himself this guy's internally Leading like more than once, he enters the bloodstream. I was like, if I saw one like red blood cell go through, I was like, oh my god. that yeah. Captures the fantastic aspect of you know his there, exploration here, like within your own body, which I think was the most exciting part of this as well. Like I think Goldsmith of score kind of like helps with this with the I think he's quoting quite a bit of his Star Trek motion picture mm-hmm. and what would be final frontier his score for that um with just the wonder of like ex- exploring the body and i think the scene where he um you know which comes later in this f- uh, film where he comes across his unborn child in meg ryan is just like wondrous because it is so well rendered and you kind of feel the awe of that moment and martin short in the film does say you know you're seeing my parts of me i'll never see and that is true yeah, yeah? It's it's like nobody that. unless you're in vivisection
0: gets to see any of this like you know yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's what I was exciting I think on that note let's talk cast so we've got Dennis Quaid um, in the lead as Tuck uh, I don't know if you know this but apparently it was originally for or potentially for the Arnie might play Martin Short's role and Michael J. Fox play Quaid's role? Have you heard I about read that? I this today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would absolutely work. You think so? Or are you I, being I, sarcastic? No, no, I think it's, uh, I think that would have been really fun. Right, okay. Um, would Arnie have been inside Michael Jackson? No, no, no. Arnie, Arnie would have been... been Short's role. So this is what I'm saying in the sense of, for me, the reason why that wouldn't work... Is yeah. that Arnie you'd watch him you'd never be in fear for him you'd be like well no danger can come to Arnie he's yeah, absolutely he fine
1: yeah like talked down to like beat someone yeah
0: whereas you feel scared for sure Michael J. Fox I love him again but at that time certainly so fresh faced, not grizzled at all which you feel that character needs to be because he's meant to yeah. be kind of a complete washout isn't he which Quaid kind of settles yeah and when uh, J. Fox does play Washed Up where in, I think there's a film he did
3: like around Secret of My Success like the dark version of that where he's playing like an alcoholic um, a wannabe writer I can't remember the name of it but it was it was not well well received he's just too clean cut
0: for that yeah. kind of thing I mean he could do it now and has done it now in quite a like roles like he's um, great in his guest role in the Rescue Me uh, TV series he's fantastic in that as like a Vietnam vet I think he is in that um, but yeah certainly it, at this time I don't think that works at all especially as originally the character Quay's playing was envisioned as being slightly older as well which which I'm just like Well definitely not Jay Fox then Yeah I'm um, revising My
2: answer to no <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not You not thought much. it was The other way around. I yeah. kind of imagined It is Yeah but then why Would you have Arnie Like as a scientist It doesn't None of that makes sense You don't need And, to and you'd never Fit him inside my <laughs> Jay Fox you are
3: not convinced By Dr. Victor Freeze
2: He's a doctor junior as well Isn't he Yes he he's, is Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah What's yeah. going on I think
3: you know Quade's trying to do His best at how And Ford at times as well. I think Mm. in this, it's uh, even even borrowing Ford's like um, use of Sam Cook to seduce an army woman. Uh, also used oh. use Meg Ryan in this <laughs> uh, yeah there's a lot yeah. of Sam Cooke used in eighty seduction
1: themes, I believe yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like he's a real movie star when he shows up like
2: yes so I agree
1: like, actually Megaton walks smart he gets his butt the out he's the like, movie starts show up.
2: with him pissing in the kitchen though right like, like, it took me a little while to get past that he that's what all Hollywood stars do Nick. you should know he's him coming out of a kitchen going I thought he was a toilet <laughs> Yeah. So, and then he beats up the chef I mean this is like a terrible I love that introduction because there's that great like, where he gets knocked over like completely on the floor, and he's like, Ah, oh, my drink. It's like Mayor Quimby's son. <laughs> <laughs> How dare! <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: Quaid is playing a raging arsehole in this film. Like he's yeah. such an arsehole. Just it's just tiny and confined that he's not too much.
2: Yeah, he's kind of can't get in trouble because he's just sitting there, even when he gets drunk. But um, <laughs> right. I didn't like him very much, the character. Really? I really like Mind Short in this film, but Quaid I found quite hard. Did you think
0: that mine Short should have got the girl at the end rather than Quaid? Because
3: um, they feel like they're building to something. Well, you know, they're building to hopefully Quaid is, like, sort of learn his lesson a little bit and is, like, not going to be a, a bit of raging arsehole as much. Unfortunately, I don't think he does come full circle. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's still getting drunk. He's, he's yeah, pissing he, in kitchens. Well, he looks Quaid, like, sauce at his wedding. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, in, in the back he's very greasy. Uh, it might be his <laughs> hair,
0: hair gel, but, you know, he does look like a schmuck. Still. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's the thing, like when I was watching this again, I I really do think the script is making it a bit of a love triangle and you are starting to feel certainly with the, there's that moment where Short punches a guy on a stairwell and you feel like oh this is his big hero moment so he'll be a he's come he's come more full circle yeah. than Quaid has especially at the end which is almost kind of sequel baiting where he's getting to play the hero you feel like oh he's toughened up a bit but he's still a nice guy and everything like that yeah. whereas Quaid as you say he's kind of just stayed the same yeah it's a bit element
3: yeah. Him, I think you know that's what the, the script should have had, where you know they kind of sort of do dovetail at that point. You know, mm. when, when that moment where short, where he thinks he's got Quaid backing him up, like pumping his like uh, adrenal gland, uh, yes. and takes out the guy, and they realise he does he doesn't. You know, oh, I love Mister Killer. You know, <laughs> that line's great. Um, but you know, he's he's kind of realised he's got like. Something about him at that point, but at the same time we've got Dennis Quaid's coming to become a father. But I don't see any mu- much change in his character. <laughs> like, I,
2: I thought Mick Ryan would have been better off without either of them. Should have got together <laughs> with the cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> he just seems very well adjusted, and they both seem like nutcases. So just, <laughs> yeah, just move on.
1: It's strange because it does feel like the film is trying to almost say or agree that Martin Short should mm. should get mm. out of the two of them because they have that lingering look mm. yeah. at the wedding, yeah. Right? yeah, like where she's almost. Saying sorry, oh. <laughs> and then he doesn't. You know, he's kind of like faced with his old crappy life again. But then he gets to make that choice to like ask
3: reject him, it. Oh, well, yeah. he rejects the uh, the shop bike, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like,
1: and who's going to get off? His I love the idea that <laughs> <laughs> turns up at a wedding. Girl, I really need to win on Monday. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, why is not he? Be, why is he been there.
1: invited? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I don't know.
0: Um, do we are we big fans of Quaid? Dennis Quaid as an actor? Ooh, because I can't. Uh, in my head, I'm just kind of like, what's Des Quaid
2: really famous for? Have you guys seen Undercover Blues? no uh, absolutely terrible okay um, it's uh, he It's uh, as far as I can remember it's Dennis Quaid and Kathleen Turner playing undercover cops but they're called Mr and Mrs Blues so they're literally undercover blues yeah. and um, <laughs> Stanley Tucci is in it as the villain and it's worth watching just for Tucci <laughs> yeah because he's absolutely insane in it and he ends up in like a, an alligator pen in a zoo fighting <laughs> <buying> an alligator <laughs> it's deranged um, I kind of cause I recommend that uh, I don't love a lot of Quaid films
0: because I'm like in my head, I, I rack my brain to think what Quaid is most famous for. Like in, in my head, this is like yeah, *After tomorrow, tomorrow*. I would say <laughs> <if it's laughs> right. well, And also at the time, I, you know, we're going to see
3: this big budget film, *The Director of like, Independence Day*, mm-hmm. and it's starring Dennis Quaid. It's like, is that the best you could do? <laughs> like, I thought this guy quit acting. You know, like, <laughs> with Jason, yeah, 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 so, yeah, And just like it seemed such a bizarre. Like, is he an A-list actor? Is it the best you could do? It is strange, like you I'd say, because
1: I can't. Yeah, I can't think of the thing. That he's known for mm. He's been known Quite yeah, consistently Over time Any given Sunday
3: But it's uh, never no, like Oh yes But he's in Any given Sunday yeah. But I mean he's not like he's the former star quarterback Who's at the end of his career Cap Rooney um, Right He's also in The Right Stuff Which is well regarded Oh yeah we
2: talked about that The other day thinking, Breaking Away uh, The cycling movie um, But yeah he's, he's no Brandy Quaid
0: but yeah, ju- just just mentioning cycling movie as a genre is <laughs> not kind uh, of putting Quaid up there amongst the Hollywood greats. I mean, well, this is the thing. Like, he, well, like I say, the only
3: great cycling scene in this film isn't anybody. It's just the scientist who gets killed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, think I think this is like his high point. I don't believe. Isn't he not like the cinematographer for Joe Dante, who basically managed to ace an audition and uh, convince Spielberg that he was right for the doctor uh, I think you're right. Yeah, and he gets this amazing action sequence where he's being chased by a beamer <laughs> on a bike. Bicycle I thought like This guy's All his Christmases Came at once
2: I would have Just a movie About him
0: on Yeah the run. Exactly Cycling Yeah I mean <laughs> I, I Certainly think Out of all the Things I've seen Quaid in here For me Like just In my memory Of all the Things I've seen Him in um, They all Blur into one I think he's Kind of quite Personality less Whereas in this Like you say He's kind of Doing a bit of a Harrison Ford Impression yeah. And it's working well, it's I don't hear him. him In this I, th- I think I think he's good You know There's flaws In the characterisation But that's not His
3: fault No he's Playing in the Arsenal to you know, very well, mm. um, and I think you know he's bringing that to
0: it. Yeah, I, I think he's really good in this film, and that's what I mean—the sense of for me, this stands out amongst his yeah. body of work.
1: He kind of has like a hardline character to better reflect the change that Martin Shortson's going through. Because I- yeah. This is what I love about a lot of these era's films, where they have these very, like two very specific kind of plots that come together. So you've got the whole shrinkage, shrinkage, uh, and then you've got Martin Short, who's not just a, a, a normal guy who comes along, he's got his own problems and stuff. And then the moment they merge in them all, and then they're together, uh, that's it. I think to better see him changing, you have someone like Quaid, who's very much, what not, not one note, but you know where he is, you've seen him characterised up to this point. And he can bounce off Short And you can better see him changing his- but,
0: Well he's yeah. the more classic grizzled hero isn't he yeah. Whereas Short is kind of The idiosyncratic outsider It is that thing where you
1: think If, if Quaid's character was... Out, he'd sort something out. He'd sort stuff out in five minutes. Yes,
0: so, yeah, he'd yeah. be he'd be doing the hero and the adventuring. The genius of the film is kind of putting him in a position where he can't do that, mm. where he can't say that he has to rely on someone who isn't actually kind of prepared for doing the kind of actioning, mm. coming to actually do it. I mean, sure, in this, I think he's really, really good. Um, apart from this, like. The main thing I think of when I think of Martin Short, apart from Freaky um which I, to be honest, I saw when I was a kid and really loved it, but I kind of forgot he was even in it um, at this point. Is uh, his cameo appearance in Curvy Enthusiasm, <laughs> where he just like where Larry just sees him in the street and it's just like. <laughs> yeah, that's my main memory of yeah. fa- I feel like you're a big fan of Short right now. I'm a eh? big fan of Short. He's amazing in 30 Rock
2: as well, he's talking come modern TV shows. Oh yeah, he's in 30 Rock, isn't he? Uncle Jack. What's he doing in 30 Rock? and Kimmy Schmidt he's amazing in Kimmy Schmidt he plays a really deranged plastic surgeon
0: oh okay yeah, I love
3: watching
2: him in that yeah. uh, and Inherent Vice like uh, I thought you yeah, like that
3: nice. and I'm thinking like there's quite a funny little echo from Inherent Vice this where Whacking Phoenix shoots a guy on the stairs and says oh did I catch you and it reminded me of the scene in this on the stairs where he's like you know uh, coming up against a heavy uh, and completely mismatched mm. it's just funny like little kind of rhyming thing there
0: Yeah. oh we're we'll talking about the bit on the stairs Meg Ryan who we, we haven't mentioned her, I think she's doing her best like screwball comedy mode in this and the bit when she's on the stairs and she's got a gun and the guy goes I bet it ain't even loaded she's like oh yeah and like <laughs> what is it and it's got nothing in it it's amazing it's that performed so beautifully I think she's really funny in this film really she's well. really good in this yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah taser scene brilliant like uh, yeah. in the restaurant uh, where she
0: where, where you can see it coming from a mile off but doesn't stop it being more funny let's talk Robert Picard because he's the reason we're here Um, yeah he's the cowboy here and I mean it's weird because obviously I really remember him in this film because it's so long ago that I've seen it but since then we've been watching Star Trek Voyager where he plays the Doctor and it's funny actually one thing we didn't do earlier Nick is usually we ask most of our guests their Star Trek credentials and what I mean by that is how much Star Trek have you seen, what is your relationship with it, it doesn't matter if it's nothing. (laughs)
2: They're slim I'll be honest the okay. credentials are slim uh, I've seen all the movies okay, um, and uh, I've seen some next generation but I haven't delved into Voyager and uh, Deep Space Nine that that's kind of stuff uh, but I was chatting to my desk mate at Empire James Dyer okay. the biggest Star Trek fan in the office so I've heard and he, he, he sort of gave me a statement to read out <laughs> I'm not sure I will read out but he did say that his favourite episode is where um, so he plays a holographic doctor yes he does yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's my expertise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So James's favourite episode is where he gets transported to the Alpha Quadrant. Um, I like him because he's very sarcastic and patronising, but grows and becomes a medical emitter. I don't know what that means. Um, he, go- he goes <laughs> evil sometimes. So that's- we'll just put that through the universal translator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and his his favourite line is, "Please state the nature of the medical emergency," which he says all the time. Catchphrase.
0: Do you
2: remember this
0: episode? Where- the Alpha Quadrant
3: Yes what, Which yeah, episode Is he called, talking about Well it's called I think it's like Message in a Bottle Where basically They found a way to Oh yeah I've f- seen that one Yeah there you go then. Yeah they you go oh, I not <laughs> For our listeners favorite episode. Episode. No not my favourite episode But it's, it was one of the standouts Definitely Because um, you know The whole p- purpose of the show Was to try and get To back there And they're sending him Like basically um, Like a wee transfer file uh, Across <laughs> to uh, The Alpha Quadrant Sounds and, exciting <laughs> and, and they can like You know pr- Bring him up there And then he can talk to them About how you know plans To bring him home mm. And then they will be back mm. Mm. Bacardo's performance is, is remarkable in one sense in this film he's playing like this sort of Russian cowboy
2: like uh, Libyan sort of, apparently is it Libyan <laughs> 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 I mean I don't think the research was deep no, yeah, <laughs> it, was a, better, but, like, it
0: was a brilliant <laughs> performance
2: Right, he might have been to Russia <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Libyan
3: has been to Russia <laughs> what access can you do that sounds great Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Libyan <laughs> you know, no let yeah. yeah, yeah. just do what they did in Back to the Future <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah And uh, but then he but you know what the beauty of the performance is when he has to mimic Martin mm. Short who Martin Short has been transformed from the inside out by Dennis Quaid to resemble Picardo so
2: Picardo's undertake to take up Short's performance and you know approximates it it's an incredible he, yeah he's doing Martin Short's impression of the accent that he was doing earlier in the film Yes, yeah. it is an amazing bit yeah, of it's a lot of layers, and I think that's you know worth, you can argue
3: maybe the cowboy doesn't work or at some point it kind of feels a bit strange like this works I think um, when, you, when you see um, him doing Short through and I, I wonder like how they, how they managed to get
0: it Because I wonder if Short played the scenes And Picardo studied them But I don't know if that was a way of Is doing that Short's voice it? I wonder cause the... It's not So that is Picardo Right okay Apparently it was originally intended That Short would do a dub Basically um, But in the end They said would be better If Picardo did it So that is Picardo
2: Cowboy
3: What has happened to your hair? Uh, um, I, I had it done uh, Clint Eastwood style. <laughs> you see outlaw Josie Vales? What <laughs> flick. All right, so much for the pleasantries. Now let's get down to business. Dr. Kanker. Yes, well, miniaturization works on a jewel chip system.
2: Don't play with your food. We have
3: one in our possession at the moment, and we'll have the other one
1: very soon.
3: We whet their appetites with what we got. <laughs> Good point,
0: cowboy. Thank you. Good point, Jack. Thank you
2: pure Ricardo,
1: like
0: yeah. <laughs> pure
2: and that's your guy acting come on Oscars what are you doing like I mean he I, I think Ricardo and Oscar for this
0: film he is really kind of he's a quirky character and it, it's funny it brings me back to the idea that apparently Robert Zemeckis uh, was originally asked to direct this by Spielberg and I think that makes total sense because actually if you look at the kind of film it is it would totally fit for Zemeckis. However, the fact that it's directed by Dante is what makes it, because he has a zanier sensibility, that Looney Tune sensibility essentially, which kind of you know adds in so much extra quirk to it, which I think Zemeckis wouldn't have had. Zemeckis would have got too obsessed with the special effects mm-hmm. and stuff, and just the basic concept, whereas The Secret Source this film is kind of more like, you know, someone like Martin Short playing that role, like someone like Picardo coming in as that character, and kind of like all this extra stuff, the really weird stuff of the kind of miniaturised or half-miniaturised versions of the bad guys at the end in the back of the car, and then standing on top of each other in the phone box, that feels like pure Dante That's to nice. me for yeah. 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 It, yes. it's true. it is really
2: creepy isn't it it is really creepy it's really weird and creepy and it's kind of played for laughs but it's it's horrifying at the same time yes yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I've strangled by Kenny I Baker <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's something when his like tiny hands are grabbing at him it's like
1: oh <laughs> you, you've got to wonder that you know Ant-Man Ant-Man and the Wasp take a lot from this film like yeah. yeah those films visions of the quantum realm for shri- uh, being yeah. shrunk down and then yeah and, yeah, and yeah, then Ant-Man and the Wasp when he gets kind of you know, quarter size, and he's about the same size as they are when they're running about.
0: Especially Ant-Man and the Wasp, I I've I mean, you completely right yeah. because that is all like loads of car chases and stuff like, and playing with that yeah. all the time. I think that, yeah, it's definitely a lot of that. I think that. it's harking
1: back to these because because a lot of these films from the era. Which you don't seem to get anymore of these big studio comedies that aren't afraid to go into big action sequences because you've got like two at least two big chases you've got The Scientist when he's fleeing from the mall in you know, a pretty intense like cycle chase It's like yeah, three going against traffic and then the van chase later with a short hang outside and it's like you know you, there's not many films I feel these days that kind of Lean as hard as they do into plot and um, high concept ideas whilst being a comedy first, you would say? yes. Yeah. I would say,
3: first. you know, I'm always dreading the action scene in the comedy these days yeah, because right. they all just feel like a second unit, sort of set you know, yeah. also like that's just not even worth like taking th- th- the time to. It's so stock. It's so many whip pans and zoom in yeah. and crash like zooms and, yeah. uh, you know, it. and you can tell as soon as like, the interior shots that, that even though, okay, I, I, the scenes are harder to, uh, are easier to hide these days you still have the sense that it's completely artificial uh, a lot of the time and you have to watch kind of a film like Mission Impossible mm-hmm. to see like an yeah. action scene done where you know, yeah. you know there seems to be that realism you know that Frankenheimer would have brought to it yeah. but this
2: feels it's like John Frankenheimer stepped in and shot some of <laughs> these scenes <days>, actually <laughs> it's a great 80s kind of thing there are other 80s comedies where Police Brothers obviously yeah 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 like, Dragnet. I don't know if you guys yeah, yeah i seen Dragnet. it's got a great car chase in it I mean arguably better than Frankenheimer yeah Freebie <laughs> in the Bean back in the 70s yeah <laughs> but um, there, was, there was something about that like, yeah you're right the comedy action comedies
1: have really good comedy and really good action which you don't get so much these days. or comedies that uh, yeah really push even by action uh, as a propulsive nature to the plot or you know so in this year alone you know you got um uh, Princess Bride, Monster Squad, Planes Trains, and you've got Data on Scoundrels and Midnight Run in 88, and like something like Midnight Run, you know, it's, it's easily, easy to sum up plot mm. and then go with it, and lots of action comes out from it. And then today, yeah, as I was saying, I think we mentioned it a lot, but I feel Game Night was a recent one that kind of tapped yeah. it's this, where it's like, here's a high concept idea. Friends get together, play a game, and it spirals out. And it's yeah. not, not necessarily lots of action, but it's a comedy, studio yeah. comedy film driven by the yeah. plot. But when you say the egg sequence where they're ch- throwing it around the match yes. in that film, you would yes. say I was
3: impressed by that. as I would have been in a you know in a completely straight yeah. action film that was well thought out. And I think you know we do recognise it when it's done well. And getting that blend action comedies like Ghostbusters when you have yeah. you know the entire like soundstage dedicated to like, the finale, you know that they filmed the um, top of that building on. It's just like that kind of scale. Is is lost?
0: Yeah, I mean, I still, I still think Ghostbusters looks amazing as well. Like, I mean, even though, yes, there are little bits where you watch um, that finale sequence. Now, the occasional shot looks dodgy, but when I see Stay Puff coming down to the road, right, <laughs> I feel it's incredible. Yeah, I, I still look at it and go, that's sometimes that's the thing. The practical effects you look at that I look at it so much more and go how did you achieve that than I ever would yeah. kind of any kind well, I mean, of CG
1: speaking of and back to Picardo his whole face changing sequence oh, oh, occasion yeah still don't know how they did that I mean I, I'm guessing it's a mix of different stages of prosthetics and then he just I, wiggles about yeah, yeah, never, like, I
2: don't see the change because you to see the kind of like the light in the room it, you it like, is about, action, or something. it's yeah. insane like I, I have seen that countless times I don't know how they did it it
1: definitely deserved the Oscar and it is definitely uh, stuff of this time like the one that comes to mind is uh Bellanthesburg's journey with the kind of rubbery faces on <laughs> Oh yeah Before it snaps back to them It's a change there's obvious But here it's that kind of Yeah more rubbery face prosthetics
0: Yeah it's one of those things Where it does almost convince you As you're watching it That he's just done Through pure acting Yeah But it can't be Like it can't be Yeah no no
2: Picardum
3: is
0: Well this I think the first few
3: Like before transitions are Like him managed to gurn Like a motherfucker Like this is Some amazing face it blur face Yeah, so, yeah. Right. Well
0: it's like the original plan For Benicio Del Toro's Wolfman Before it got uh, t- <laughs> take over by the studio Do you hear that? Originally they wanted him To do it all with, just, just for acting Like Like you know Literally just well, use like like, Cooper And
1: Man? Yeah there. just
0: use a <laughs> tiny bit Of like a, a little bit of makeup And stuff like that They were like yeah, do Del Toro We've got, we've got Del Toro I He's going to do it He's going to actually Become the wolf And then they his were like can do it yeah, yeah And then the studio Got involved What, what the fuck are you doing Get some <laughs> CG <in the> Let's <laughs> fuck yeah. right now So what do you handing all his teeth out Put oh, Put them back <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, spotted Kevin McCarthy in this as the bad guy he's the lead in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which we were literally chatting oh, about yeah. the other day we, I was going to mention this earlier because you were saying you loved Easy Riders um, Raging Bulls yeah. um, we just guest starred on another podcast called Easy Riders Raging Podcast okay? which is concentrating on that kind of era of wow. films um, and we did a crossover where we talked about Blue Collar on their podcast, which is brilliant if you haven't seen it. Not seen it. You're not seeing not it. Not it's not seeing it. Paul Schrader's directorial debut. Uh, it's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um Richard prior, Pryor, drama. Harvey Keitel Yafet Koto, and Pryor is stunning. Yeah, he's it? the revelation. Yeah, he's absolutely stunning. amazing. And then on our um, spotlight of the movies we did Invasion of the Body Sashes nineteen seventy eight. Um she's saying yeah but I watched the original um for it and that is yeah the bad guys mm. i literally just seen him randomly in oh. two films and like a week so he's alone. the guy with the white hair Like, yeah yeah, yeah 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 he's pretty right. creepy my favourite moment
2: down. with him is that really strange bit where there's a close up of him and he's on the phone and he's in a pink office oh this is my favourite character oh yeah the pink office is great yeah. and he's in a massive warehouse and the a corner joke. of it is painted pink with a little office <laughs> table yeah
1: Kind of sight gag like the Simpsons are in perspective. Because yeah. it's like it, yeah, it's like quite sinister <laughs> but ridiculous because it's taken. I don't know if it's even funny, it's just like thought-provoking. <laughs> I just I, I, I I know, know, it, it took me out of the phone so because I was going, what? Is where he just has like the husky on it? the desk and then he's on the phone, like, give me that chip. But, and it's it's the combination <laughs> of him hanging up a phone angle,
2: and then the sharp cat to a wire. It's the implication just, though, like that's the best He can afford. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's the best the, office he can
3: afford. Well what the thing is you put all his money into the experiment because they've got a lot like a science lab and a much better finished design for their you know, inner spaceship haven't they so I think maybe all his money went on that but you have like scenes which feel I mean the rest of this film feels like a, such a, um, a Swiss watch in terms of like modern comedies just improvise the fuck until they actually come up with something in the edit but this feels like a lot more kind of thought out and in fact it's two hours because Dante couldn't figure out which scenes to cut but mm. like, this is very odd for him to go this long and when I'm watching mm. it I'm like I've the same problem I don't know where the, where the cuts could be made particularly but it's um you know, this guy, this actor, like playing this, i think—he's the most closest to somebody who was improvising his stuff because he has this scene with the husky, where he's saying, "Don't beg, don't." for the three of those <laughs> And it's, like, it's just so funny, right? it just feels like this random little
2: insert Like where he's like, me, never yeah, beg. beg Never so beg! beg. Getting into real, like, power lessons with, yeah. you know, with a dog who can't understand him It's, yeah, an yeah. odd But he's like, like, also got, like, this, got thing like, this thing with
3: his, with Meg, what's her name, Foster Is it Meg Foster playing his, like, villainess scientist lady? Fiona somebody is, it? You know, is like Carter or something like who he you knows she's a, a nymphomaniac uh, like <laughs> fucking everybody you know in the pulse the vibrator are hands <sighs> <or. laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, this, is thing, this is, I think this is what blew our mind when we watched this. Like, was did I just see that? Like, the, yeah, um, what I, the hell? Yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. out.
2: Could and should have been cut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you guys think that the cowboy and the Vernon Wells character are both essential? Like, do you not think they could have been folded into? Oh, that? we, how, we yeah. can't get rid of Bacardo. He's the <laughs> reason we're talking about it.
3: Well, that's real. what he said
2: because <laughs> I do think you can take out the main villain. There's two yes. extraordinary wacky characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, he's so extra like, extra whack. Definitely, into the apocalyptic territory of just having lots and lots of deranged characters around the fringe.
3: Yeah, that's but that's. that's that, I think that's yes. very true. There's one too many, and I think the scene where he dances around the apartment, like um, which is much short, like listening to uh um, Cooke Cook again. When you know they're on the run for their lives, and they have a five-minute, like, and they're actually at his flat. You know, clearly a place that could be on the list of places that place to be hiding out yeah. You know, to get drunk and then dance around the flat I thought, like, you know, this doesn't really make <laughs> sense <There's your> cuts. <laughs> yeah, <there's-
0: laughs> yeah, and I mean Essentially you're right In saying all these extra characters and stuff They they do overcomplicate the plot Because it is that thing Of, like, watching it again I was like This is a two hour film It's not, and it feels like two hours To me at least Um and that's because it feels like there could have been some streamlining here in terms of not even at the edit stage, but at the, at the scripting stage. I think it just feels like why is this film like not kind of a little more streamlined, a little cleaner? Kind of thing. But then again, I guess that's the, that's the Dante touch of adding kind of more. I
3: think he fell in love with a lot of his you know bit part players, doesn't he? You know, yes, yeah, used them again again. Like Dick Miller as the cab uh, driver at the beginning, who. Uh, Sort of ferries that Meg Ryan away from a Dennis Quaid the morning after, and you know his like just like, "Hope you didn't leave your purse." Like, love Dick Miller because he can add so many layers. like this guy has been, you know, rescuing
1: women from bad one night stands for his entire like career. It's like, don't want that. Well, it's the thing where it's like it's, it's the pace of an older film. Like the, the pace in terms of scene to scene what's happening is all quite fast going, but scenes can quite can languish for a while as well. So the actual shrinking of Quaid at the beginning that's like a five. Well, it's a documentary. So, almost, yeah, like, it's, it's very different. like going through everything and seeing it all gets into detail. Yeah, and every robotic arm
3: takes about five. <laughs> to watch and it, to it, to it's yeah, and I think that's a great. The, the gag pays off where Short's trying to capture, you know, catch yeah. the it dropping, and he's like the thing's moving around, and he's like just coming underneath
1: it, cupping his hands yeah. to catch it. I mean, so it does everything does kind of pay off. Mm. Um, in that. I did think Short and Quaid are both really good at acting on their own. So that's essentially what they're doing. they do. Mm. They do do it for a lot of the film. And there's a recent film I haven't seen. I know you have well uh, do you think Venom, the Eddie,
3: Eddie and Venom uh, dynamics inspired by this? Uh, uh, is Tom Hardy uh,
1: just kind of doing weird stuff I on zone. I don't
0: know. Maybe. I mean, I it, I think this film in a space has lots of tropes of just body swap comedy in general. I yeah. think that's the kind of arena we're playing yeah. in. Because
1: kind of actual body swap later
0: on. Yeah, I mean, but the the thing is, is body swap comedies. It doesn't necessarily have to mean you're literally mm-hmm. swapping bodies. I think being the certain films that just fit into that uber, and I think this is definitely one of them um, because actually it really reminded me in some moments of All of Me mm-hmm. the Steve Martin mm-hmm. film where that's got villainess in it as well and like there's just a certain tone of it like I feel that would make a nice double bill that's a great footage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, yeah two people sharing one body yes one physical comedy yeah really yeah cool. yeah there's definitely they've made similar times as well weren't they I think yeah like, I think All of Me was like, like
2: 1984 yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't seen All of Me for a long time. But I oh, have wow. fond memories of also. it. Yeah. It oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Wicked. Amazing. Yeah. I thought being a Martin fan, you yeah. might might be on it. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I might go back and revisit that now then because uh, I do think it would make a nice double bill. But yeah, Venom. I I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Venom
2: complete.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Complete the set with Venom. I mean, you know, like I Venom. I didn't. I didn't hate it or anything. You know, it's 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 fine. I think it gets better as the film goes on and I do get what you're saying there is definitely a little bit of that I mean, in there if
2: Martin Short had eaten a live lobster it wouldn't have made this film much weirder <laughs> yeah, it I would have
0: well saying that Tom Hardy is actually doing a little bit of a Short-esque style performance isn't he in terms of well, in, in the sense of he's much more because Tom Hardy you, you look at him and again he's, he's kind of actually maybe making a case for Arnie doing the Short role in this because you know Tom Hardy's a big guy everything we're used to him playing tough guys and in that he's almost Norman Wisdom-esque in uh, Venom and you know so it's showing that actually you know you could get someone doing that kind of role but no I'm not saying that Arnie is as fine as Tom Hardy like uh, but you know by the end of this podcast we may be like right remade with Arnie well. get Michael J. Fox back in Oh, I mean, Michael <laughs> J. Fox <laughs> could do the role now so there we go that's it right who, who we're doing Who else is in the
3: running for um, the Mike Shaw character do you
0: have that down? Uh, Rick Moranis that apparently. Is who I was thinking Rick Moranis, yeah. and he would he would have worked, I think. Um, got but string year, year, so got, got yeah. a string <laughs> year, got Yeah, a string and I think you know what? I think they got it right with Short in this. I do think he's right for that role, and yeah. I think he's very charming.
3: And I think it's it's a bit of a broad choice, Rick Moranis as well, isn't it? Because yes. you know, it, it, you I think you'd have less you'd have more trouble believing that he could actually punch out a guy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, short, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, he gets gets it gets it right. You know, he yeah. does. He does Convincing the uh, physical aspect of the action because the scene in uh, in um, Pendleton, which is um, you know a um, uh, densequate apartment where he has to fight for gunman who's posing as a uh, delivery man, yeah, like, genuinely looks like a really good fight. Like, mm. And uh, you know you feel like and the a match. van chase as well, like
0: is it, that's really good. Yeah, like, um, I don't know how they did that When He's standing on the windshield. I think it's amazing. Yeah, like the, again that practical action. I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I thought you might have something up your seat to go like, oh, I know how they
1: did yeah,
3: this. Well, yeah, like, I, go, I like to keep you know sometimes the Hollywood magic. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit what of ball balls. <laughs> um, So yeah I mean uh, I really like this Have we got anything Else to say About it
1: that we'll We We're be really bringing like? The uh, sort of Dual action climax So you've got The fight in the speeding car But then Quaid versus Crazy Robot Oh yes stomach. Yeah 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 You're completely right Like
0: this really Freaked me out Again It's me getting freaked out By people being inside <laughs> you Because What freaked me out about it <laughs> Is it's you like think Stomach ulcers basically so Yeah you know, But It's the fact that Dennis is inside that body, right? And if you're that character, you think... I am in the one place where no one can get me like I'm completely yeah I'm trapped in this guy's body but I'm essentially safe I'm on my own so when another guy turns out some deranged madman with his own kind of vehicle that's really scary because he does yeah. seem like mental as well yeah it's
2: yeah. much it's more wrong.
0: exciting than Fiora's uh <laughs> the, t- the two submarines
3: going at <laughs> it
2: like, basically in slow motion just yeah. any underwater action in the Bond film yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> inevitably yeah, it's so yeah. it's definitely unfundable <laughs> yeah. but oh, <laughs> and, and uh,
3: the talk about film like a do of 25-30 minutes out of it that's the one you know the abyss like you know for all the effects and uh, money you can throw out you just like d- th- this is far more exciting when you're dangling over like you know the stomach acid it just kind of puts it you know, I mean the only thing about it is people
1: will scratching their heads like how did you get around the body this quickly you know because <laughs> he was in the throat five seconds oh ago. How, he, how he went from seeing his unborn baby to being back in Megara's mouth that back and forth you know is, yeah. is Quite uh, convenient. <laughs>
3: uh, on.
0: Yeah, the back and forth for me didn't completely work. I must say, I thought it was slightly. Odd and kind of, it started kind of over-egging the pudding somewhat. I thought of kind of the starting to you know as you guys start leaping to body to body now. You know,
1: it's yeah. Like, uh...
0: But I think the one bit that like um, going back to that fight with the
3: um, the hitman in the uh, in the, the apartment where he pulls a gun on him and um, Short's heart goes racing, and of course like um, you know inside him is Quaid like just. But desperately clinging on because the blood is now pumping really fast, and he's being drawn closer and closer to one of the valves of the heart. Like the intercutting between that and that was Spielberg-esque. I think right. it was the most like um, high intensity, like bit of like back and forth where you got two separate action scenes, like both. Impacting, in- it's like exceptionally yeah. almost. Yeah, it feels a bit like the, the wing uh, plane fight in Raiders. It just feels like you know you've got adding to the the stakes. It was already stakes high enough in the room, you're now adding the fuel truck about to go up and you yeah. know, inside you. And it just felt like a nice you know, um, escalation and then you got the other hitman turning up outside. There was like seemed to be no end to the where they could go with it in terms of the excitement. Yeah. i and I think they kind of like try and you know Dip into that well a couple of times later on in the film with, with the stomach acid, and it's because you kind of have seen it done so well earlier in the film, it
2: kind of doesn't have the same edge, perhaps, for me. Yeah, I like I like the stomach acid because it's kind of a character thing as well. It's like these yeah. nervous guys, mm, yeah, like, you know, an ulcer almost, and it's yeah, he uses the human body. Uh, short and Quaid were in the same room together when they were shooting, so Quaid would, yes, spoof, and so he'd ah. be feeding in live dialogue, which I think I really like their interplay. I don't mm. know, I've been trying to imagine Michael J. Fox and Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> I <know. laughs> about we keep going back to this <laughs> no, 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 it's a great
0: to say, uh, make it make yeah, it really do, do the can't. remake right now like yeah it's yeah, like people getting second up. bite the apple
2: yeah like, Arnie does that thing until recall doesn't he his face is starting to sort of go, go yeah the yeah, and yeah, yeah. So. yeah he got his moment maybe Arnie just wanted to do that scene full Rob team like yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah
0: shall we move on to final thoughts and verdict uh, Nick we do half star writings on the podcast you can do half stars if you so wish
2: maybe higher than five <laughs> Wow <laughs> If you say If you Is <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Cowboy would, uh, Is it So is it out of, no, It's, it's five it, it's yes. Five, well, five
0: Would you be Allowed to go Over five stars On Empire magazine Nick No
2: It's unlikely. <laughs> like, <laughs> we fought that Case for. <laughs> like, like petition I know, <laughs> I'm going to Go four stars uh, okay. On this uh, I think it Does get a little Bit convoluted At points And there may Be at least uh, One too many Villains um, Who are Demented and deranged <laughs> But I I love this film and uh, it's the third time I've seen it I could remember okay. it's a film I've seen a lot of times partly why I, I kind of selected it because I thought it'd be a nice chance to rewatch it but no I think it really holds up uh, the effects were amazing uh, it's very charming uh, as I said i found the Dennis Quaid character quite hard to get on board with because um, he's a drunk dickhead <laughs> but uh, yeah and Picardo I'm glad that we're doing this because of the Picardo connection mm. because I think Picardo is amazing mm. in this film like he's so great and this has made me want to go out and um, watch a whole lot more stuff of his, including Voyager, and uh, he's kind of a Dante regular. So yeah, he's in like the Howling and Gremlins Two, where he gets uh, sexually assaulted by a Gremlin. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, well, he goes for it.
3: <laughs> well, I need <laughs> yeah, to yeah. see that again. Yeah. His <laughs> <And laughs> well, his reaction to that, if um, we'll just go with Gremlins Two, where he just sort yeah. of goes. Muh. Yeah.
2: yeah He's on board Yeah he's on board Why not um, Yeah But uh, I'd love the cowboy I did mean to ask you guys So he, has, he says two things You want to know about me The cowboy says to Meg Ryan Yeah Do you remember this bit He says yeah. number one I make love with my boots on <laughs> And then number two We'd never find out Do you guys have a take on <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's upsetting me Well it upsets
3: Meg Ryan That's the thing as well and, But she Well she doesn't go back To his room though There's the
0: thing Obviously she's not convinced That she wants to find her either Number two is I'm not really Libyan (laughs)
1: Uh, is probably
0: the answer um yes so for me i would agree with the four star rating i think this is an easy four star really in the sense of it feels very unique incredible special effects great concept yes okay you can say it might be lifted off fantastic voyage but Having not seen Fantastic Voyage, I know this was originally written as a far more straight sci fi movie by a guy called Chip Proza, who doesn't seem to have done a great deal else, and then rewritten by Jeffrey Boehm, writer of Last Crusade, um, who did a kind of comedy rewrite of it. And I think it is really funny. I think the casting of uh, Martin Shaw is really canny. Um, Meg Ryan's great in it. Dennis Quaid is. Probably never been better. And you know, it's, it's just a really fun, quirky, zany film that feels very much a product of its time in a good way. Um
2: Yeah, I think there's
0: well, what dates it? There's one scene at a nightclub, which I think
3: was a missed opportunity where they're playing eighties dance music, which I don't think the cowboy would be dancing to. I was expecting to go to like some kind of like the club in Collateral, you know, where they have like that. <laughs>
2: Founding yeah, yeah. techno yeah, I'm <laughs> a,
3: I'm thinking, like no, not the the one, the other one where right. Javier Bardem is at, right. which is kind of like a south of the border Mexicana, like you know, you know, of Libyan folk music. Yeah, yeah but no, we've got we've got both kinds, country and western. <laughs> <laughs> what about you then, Paul? What was your angle? I, I think you're right. Bringing you know, up Jeffrey Boehm doing that second pass of the script, like adding that humour, It definitely you know, follows through that Spielberg would have like you know pegged him for Last Crusade, mm. For that kind of witty banter. Which oh yeah, Crusade. Forward, be after of course, Ford yeah. and. Uh, and Connery and also uh, he did Leaf Weapon 2 yes so you know that's kind of great buddy, buddy into play mm-hmm. from as well I mean great one of my favourite lines in this Is like where um, Dense Quaid is trying to Convince Martin Short To like you know Get get things together Because he's going to Run out of oxygen And he says Just imagine There'll be like A tiny skeleton floating around inside you You
1: know More horror. Yeah It is a distressing image But, well, but He's I'm going to have A skeleton inside him forever.
3: forever Yeah, yeah the, 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 Well he burned up Didn't he Yeah Well temporarily I suppose Um, Until he kisses someone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying four stars as well. I'm saying four stars. You're saying four stars. I think you know this. Don't let it stop you from going and seeking out more Dante as well. Like just this should be just your gateway Dante. If you've already seen Gremlins and you're wondering what to do next, this is where to go and then um, totally check
0: out The Burbs and uh, matinee. and as well. well yeah once we get Matt star right, I want to go back to Dante actually Matt are you going to come in with us on The Four Stars yeah I'm all
1: on Four Stars okay great it's interesting you say about it being sort of gateway because it's almost like the odd duck where I don't think it's quite gateway because people seem to know about uh, Gremlins more yeah definitely mm-hmm. and the, there's, there's ones that are harder to kind of know about it's kind of almost The Lost One which is crazy for how big a film it is mm. And speaking of Jeffrey Bowman, the writer, he had a great quote where he said, he was talking about how once he got working on it, and loads of people like Dick Donner and John Carpenter even were wanting to do it. And he said, uh, "Wanda's thought I was a god uh, when Steven Spielberg said he wanted to do it. Uh, and any amount of money it would take to do the movie, they would spend. So he had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a real great mix of, yeah, action, comedy, a bit of heart as well. And uh, it's the sort of idea where if you pushed any individual scene or idea any bit further, it could be almost sketch-like, almost, you know. And and working with some of these comedians, it could have easily gone that way. So to keep it as a proper like narrative movie, I think is a really way of reining it in. And I think it stands up even thirty-two years. 32, uh, yeah, 87. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it yeah, we we will be yeah. We are in 2019. Um, so I give four stars, and I also
1: pulled a few letterbox reviews I found, which are oh uh, okay. Funny. So a user called Adrian says uh, you can always rely on Joe Dante to deliver the goods. However, an F bomb and a vibrator gag and a PG <laughs> only in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, the F bomb. Yeah, okay. I don't remember the bomb. Maybe it's cunt. somewhere. I mean, you're allowed one F bomb. Yeah, peach. Uh, so that's
2: the oh, same. Geez.
0: team. Yeah. yeah. So this must have been a peach. This is this is normal PG in yeah, the UK. It's a PG. PG. Yeah. In
1: UK. Yeah. Armadillos has a cunt in it. <laughs> <which is PG. laughs> Period. Fine. Yeah. fine uh, Michael, Str- uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Stretzky Michael he has a three word review that doubles as a new title The Big Short uh, and Kyle Dunn says I relate to this movie because I too want dance great inside me <laughs> Wow. Deluded
3: man. <laughs> well, it's funny that uh, still Dennis Quaid is less annoying than anybody in the Big Short. <laughs> and I think actually we're talking about Gremlins being you know if you like Gremlins two more this film is for you. Oh yes, I think that's the way you're going kind to of judge it because yeah, 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 you know yeah. Gremlins is a bit more straight like you know uh, could be a good Christmas movie but it's like
1: Gremlins two is are not you know Dante off the leash yeah. Um yeah. and this is somewhere in between. There's that, a that fantastic keen Peel sketch yeah. where they envision mm-hmm. the writer. The Gremlin's Two Writers room where any wild shit people throw out, the guy's like, Yes, we're doing it And it says, you know, this is in. They could do a (laughs) sequel of that sketch for this film, just be like,
3: Dildo hand robot man, (laughs)
1: it's
0: It's (laughs) in. What would be our favourite Dante, just going around the table?
2: Wow, okay, it's going to have to be Gremlins, uh, okay. I hate to be unoriginal, but yeah, there's a lot of debate in our office about Gremlins versus Gremlins 2, I really like Gremlins 2 as well, but there's something about the first one, there's a the magic about it. Number 2 is, is insane, uh, and there's so much great stuff, uh, Christopher Lee is Dr. Caffeter, or Professor Catheter, <laughs> but, Uh Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, when I, actually when I was a teenager I made a Gremlins 2 board game And I invented <laughs> oh, it I, I, I sadly lost it I, It was very complicated What was <laughs> so this? It's like monopoly but you can land on a microwave And it had uh, bad Gremlins What did, did you make of pieces? I don't know, I was just a weird, a weird <laughs> That was a weird ch- kid a weird <laughs> um, But no, it's, I think it's the original The original is the one I keep going back to It's yeah. perfect film
3: Okay, I, I might just say um, Inner Space actually oh, you know I've already like seen it a couple of, time. of times I just was so in love with it watching mm. it this time I just having such joy when we watched it a year ago uh, seeing you yeah. get better yeah. through the magic of film uh, you was know. like Dennis Quaid was right inside him. <laughs> it. Was, it was better than chicken soup uh, it just uh, it tickled everything about like you know what I love about Dante's mm. movies that zaniness and it just was the perfect blend I think mean, there's there's ways you can prove it sure Quaid could have learned something uh, you know and, and ended up like less kind of, of a douche, but. You can't have it all, yeah. uh, but I think you know Gremlins is, is is excellent too. I think that's one I grew up with the most, um, and the Gremlins too. I,
1: yeah.
3: I, I find it hard to love at times, but I certainly
1: just go with Gremlins 2 for you. Yeah, and that was
0: quite yeah, it feels like yeah. classic Paul and,
3: film. And the Burbs took a while to get to get full four, four as
2: well. Actually, I mean that was only on the last rewatch that I kind mm. of started to, to kind of come around to that one. Um, I do love the Burbs deeply. Yeah, do you? Yeah, the yeah, bit yeah. where There's reaction shots of everyone and a dance with a reaction shot of the dog, yeah. <laughs> and the other bit where the camera is just zooming in and out. Oh, will <laughs> <the screaming. laughs> yes. so,
3: oh, so and fun. uh what's his name this guy his mate in it like uh, who didn't go on to do much he was the kind of stand-up comedian in it
0: ray do you oh want him to God, take your family kidnap them tear their livers uh, out and make some kind of satanic day. pate no. I'm not going to listen to this. Ray, you're chanting. I'm not going to Ray. This now. Not Ray, look. Going to Ray. This Unconscious this. chanting. You're chanting. I want I to kill want to everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. I'm not Ray, Ray.
3: That was a great scene.
0: Matt?
1: Um, I would maybe say the birds, actually. Okay. Yeah, from being a recent one. I haven't seen it but I've got a feeling Matt's name might. <laughs>
0: for me i, I, thought, you know, were going, I, I thought you were going my... oh the burps i haven't seen it no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, so it is the burps. <laughs> okay followed by gremlins and in the space all sort of time but yeah i i need to see man there i really do yeah you love it and in terms of recent stuff of his uh the whole. I oh, yeah. really, really like that was um, probably the last great well not maybe not great but last good film of his because bearing the X I hear isn't too great I and mean, he's mm. not he has been doing a T might stuff.
0: just cover it on this podcast being that it stars Mr. Oh, Anon oh, Yelchin so yeah may he rest in peace so we might get to it mate yeah. yeah. so. well,
3: oh, and oh, just want to say Explorers like was quite ah, you know they're kind of running to this but I don't uh, yeah it's not as good as you hope it would be from
2: the poster oh, and, oh really Jerry Gosselin score it's like, a little bit dull yeah. I, think. I, I want to put a shout on for Small Soldiers which I know yes fire, it's reheated but I have a
0: lot of love for Small Soldiers yeah I like Small Soldiers like I think it's it's funny a, a friend of ours Sudden Double Deep uh, covered Small Soldiers recently and uh, one of the hosts was really down on it I was like come on man Small Soldiers it's is, fun. is good, it's good fun yeah. I mean the, the special it's effects are amazing in Small Soldiers and Tommy Lee Jones just thinking of his voice in that is hilarious <laughs> and I think it's actually it's more dark and subversive than I think we remember the idea, I think now I reckon it was struggle to get made because it's the idea of making the military are the bad guys in that movie they're total and utter cunts, whereas the, the Gorgonites kind of, you know, the peace-loving beatniks are kind of, you know, very much the good guys, and at the, there's a bit at the end where Chip Hazard is going after the kid, and he gets out an actual knife, he's he starts stabbing the kid in the fucking hand and It's just, it's really Really, really violent he looks so deranged and Terminator like, a, a, a little doll well, okay. but it's a bit somehow an actual Absolute somehow he's got an actual knife like, little, like yeah. he's like it's really really nasty and I I think now that message you know in the warmongering mongering times we now live um you know really kind of strike home I'm not sure a studio would go to bat on that now
1: so far that's mm. so what it it's all about is it <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know you know <laughs> nice.
0: Look, if Hollywood is liberal
3: elite, though, isn't it so of course they'll be fine
0: <laughs> yeah of course of course yeah. Um, yeah I will also go with Gremlins and be unoriginal um, because I do just yeah. think it is a near classic uh, you know it's one near of those near classic near classic, what? Near what
1: classic. You
0: it's you know one of those Christmas movies you can watch again and again uh, and I I can actually watch it again and again which is a big achievement, The again the special effects are incredible I, I really think Dante if you look at a lot of his films is really doing great special effects movies, He's like really impressive film. yeah 100% it. Um, it, he really goes back for that and that's definitely one of them, however again, shout out for the burbs, I agree and I would also agree that that is a film that has improved over time, first time I saw it I enjoyed it, um, didn't have the same impact, I bought the Arrow Blu-ray of it and watching it again I think last year maybe or the year before um I was really really impressed by it I actually think now in the age of Trump and Brexit and stuff like that that film Really rings true. so, about I, I just think it's so relevant to our times now. And um, yes, yeah, so I think it's really impressive and probably, like in a space, a okay. bit overlooked. So maybe a double bill of those would be yeah. great. I have them. Uh, and, and Venom always add Venom I mean,
3: out, out of blue right out yeah so yeah watch the trailer for In a Space it has my favourite track from the Goonies soundtrack on it so uh, you know I don't know why people didn't flock to this movie but
0: okay and we a lovely lady outside <laughs> is beginning to hoover so like yeah perhaps we should wrap it up Nick where can we find you online
2: blimey uh, Twitter Okay. I'm at, at Nick Uh I occasionally post pictures of trees on Instagram because I don't I don't know what Instagram is for. <laughs> uh, Posting pictures <laughs> of trees. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much it. Much it. Yeah. Okay, and when is the book arriving? So the book is coming out in America at the end of May, and the UK a week after, so the first oh. of June. Chip in the UK audience, yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> really nice. yeah, yeah. And what's it called again? It's called Wild well, and Crazy Guys.
0: Okay, we very much look forward yeah. to that. Um, you can find us at Spotlight Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, please. No six star reviews though, we wish you could, and we yeah, know yeah. you want to, but you know, Nick, no six star reviews, alright? We will be back uh doing some aspect of the Star Trek universe, be it a movie like this or the comics, we will do that episode. We promise. It's coming. But until then, it's goodbye from us.